This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. But we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. My name's Tracy, and I'm joined by my mates from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey guys, how are you going? Very well. How you been, Chase? I've been well, thanks for asking, Craig. Welcome to another week of crypto news. Uh, look, the market hasn't moved there's not been a lot of price action. I think uh, at time of recording, we're still floating around twenty thousand for Bitcoin and around a thousand dollars for Ethereum. But we've been keeping you up to date with the Celsius and Three Arrows Capital story uh, over the last four to six weeks. So let's start with an update to where this has gone in the last week. According to a report by media outlet Bloomberg, Three Arrows Capital has filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy in New York. They've gone from a $10 billion crypto powerhouse to insolvency in a matter of months, which is kind of depressing for those guys. Craig, what's the latest on Celsius? Yeah, so can you believe Luna was, you know, six, eight weeks ago? That feels like it was about a year ago now. Everyone's it completely does. forgotten about it. Except for the people that <laughs> lost all the money. Maybe they haven't forgot. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, Celsius. So there's been a bit of private investigation going on with Celsius. Like, as you know, everything's on the blockchain. You can track or attempt to track what's going on. And a few investigators believe that Celsius have now paid back some of their loan to Maker Protocol. And Maker is a decentralized finance platform where um, you can park your funds and earn a yield off them. And Celsius have repaid to the tune of $150 million in debt, um, which has lowered their Bitcoin liquidation price to less than 5,000 US, which is obviously very good news to the 14,000 that was being rumored a few weeks ago. So despite all of this, it actually looks like Celsius might survive this ordeal. At what cost, I don't know, but it looks like they could come out the other side. Yeah, and that, like I said, that is good news for people who are still have some money locked up in Celsius, so that's good to see. So it seems like they're, they're doing their very best. So, Blake, have you heard any more on the BlockFi story? What's happening there? Yeah, so BlockFi is an interesting one. Uh, it seems that FTX is in fact uh, stepping in to save the day uh, and they've put a $400 billion line of credit in um, to their business and now they have the option to acquire BlockFi for $240 million. Um, so it's been really interesting to see how 
there's this consolidation happening in the sector with the weaker companies being acquired by, you know, some of these uh, much stronger companies. And the CEO claims that the total deal consideration could be a total of $680 million, which is not as good as their previous valuation, but um, at least they're going to get something for um, their business and their millions of users. It's going to be really interesting to see if they rebrand under the FTX banner or um, they stay a standalone kind of subsidiary. Interesting. Interesting. Hadn't really thought about that. What do you think about that, Craig? It wouldn't surprise me. They got Blockfolio, got them to rebrand. Good point. But who knows if it even gets acquired at the end there. Um, it could not happen. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Like you said, it's it all moves so fast in this, in this neck of the woods. So maybe, you know, not so good for the... Uh, Original shareholders of BlockFi there, but really good for their users. So we'll see what happens. And Celsius isn't the only one on the brink of insolvency. There seems to be a new casualty each week. Vault, with a D, a Singapore crypto exchange startup, has suspended withdrawals, trading and deposits on its platform with an immediate effect as negative financial challenges, it's said, has affected their business. Blake, what do we know about these guys? Yeah, they're only about three years old and they they raised about $27 million and they had uh, about $198 million um, worth of withdrawals since June. So people are really worried about their deposits on the platform and they were advertising that you could get 12 to 13% yield per annum on USD stable coins uh, and you know, six or 7% on Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, which you know, is just unsustainable in this climate. And uh, yeah, it's just unclear um, whether they got caught up in any of the um, lunar issues. So yeah, unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot of these um, come to the surface um, over the month. You know, these DeFi apps have, you know, not managed their risk correctly. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. Like you said, it's really unfortunate for those who lose money in these scenarios, but it's also really sad for all the employees that get caught up in the businesses and, and lose their jobs. We've talked in the past about FUD in the markets, which is fear, uncertainty and doubt. Uh, and we're seeing a bit of this creep in at the moment and, and move the markets a little bit. And what we're seeing is exchange FUD. And what we're seeing here is rumours kind of take hold. In the last few days, there have been a few rumours around Qcoin exchange going under. Now, Craig, can you tell us a bit about these? Because they, they basically are just rumours, right? Yeah, well, I think everyone's sort of got PTSD from the Luna fiasco when Luna was first breaking, Celsius was first breaking. People were like, oh, it's just FUD um, and obviously didn't move quick enough. And there obviously is a time window with these things. But Qcoin, there was a rumour that, you know, you should be taking all of your funds off the exchange because they're going to go under. Um, the CEO came out pretty quickly and denied the rumours that Qcoin were even going to halt their withdrawals. And he went on to say that the exchange had no exposure to Luna, Three Arrows or Celsius. Um, and Qcoin is one of those few platforms that are still hiring and launching new features. So um, the token is now recovered from this FUD, but um, just shows that you can't believe everything that you read on Twitter. Mm. I think we heard um, Binance come out last week and said that they're going to um, potentially help bail out over 150 companies that are struggling um, through, you know, the, this dip in the market. And it just makes you think that, like, you know, how many companies 
are in trouble and and haven't gone public soon. Yeah, that we don't know about. Yeah, it's a really good point. Look, next up, Glassnode is a company who source on-chain data analysis, and this week they told us some interesting facts. Back on November 12th, just days after Bitcoin hit its all-time high of around 69,000, a total of just over 108,000 Bitcoin addresses reported a balance greater than 1 million. So lots of kind of on-paper millionaires were made. At today's you know measly 20,000 Bitcoin, a mere 26,284 addresses now report to contain upwards of $1 million. So not so many millionaires parting out there on boats. But the stat that I found really interesting, boys, was that despite the decline in millionaires, this bear market has seen more than 13,000 new whole coiners. And what this means is that that's a wallet that contains more than one Bitcoin. So that total number of whole coiners is now just over 860,000. So this significant spike in the number of whole coiners suggests that retail investors are accumulating large amounts of Bitcoin while the price tanks. So people are, are buying the dip. This is, this is bullish sentiment, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, it, it's bullish to a degree, but also like one Bitcoin all-time high was so unachievable for a lot of people. I guess it just shows that people now have higher conviction on the way down and they're just continuing to buy and getting more Bitcoin for their dollar. So um, we're hoping to see that that number go up and um, Bamboo is helping create those new whole coiners as well by you know, putting, encouraging people now to put in $50 a week or whatever it is, forget about their portfolios and then come back hopefully with a whole coin for the next bull run. And we saw people in 2018 that did this strategy when Bitcoin was obviously a lot cheaper, they continued to buy small increments, average in, and they reaped the rewards of a spectacular bull run. Yeah, this is interesting. And I think it's awesome to see so many people coming into the market and achieving, you know, one Bitcoin, which is a great long-term investment potentially for people that, you know, see the see a, a broader future for Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies. But, you know, what I've been starting to think about is how do derivatives and ETFs and futures and these other products affect the market? Um, you know, the reason that we're attracted to Bitcoin is that there's only only 21 million of them but in reality you could have as many different types of synthetic derivatives as possible to gain exposure to the asset class without actually owning them so uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that supply and demand dynamic evolves over time as the market matures with all these new products yeah that's a really interesting take on it and on that let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk about which scammers are going to win the gold logie of prison sentences we'll be back Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast. So where there's cash, inevitably there's scammers, and crypto is no different. Each week there's a new scam to be mindful of, and law enforcement all over the globe are cracking down on this type of behaviour. And this week federal prosecutors in the US are continuing their crusade against crypto and NFT scammers. There are a number of notable crypto and NFT fraud schemes in the past week alone that have seen people indicted. Blake, you've got an old school case that's caught up with someone this week. Yeah, so this one dates back to the 2018 ICO boom and the project's name was Titan Blockchain Infrastructure Services and they raised $21 million and the SEC obtained a court order to halt the uh, ICO in May 2018. And uh, they made false testimonials. The project white paper was vaporware. And they also made up business relationships with you know, popular brands like Pfizer and Apple and Disney. Uh, so it turns out that he's going to get the CEO is going to get 20 years in prison, which, you know, is fair enough. Like consumer protection is so important. And I think we're going to see many more of these go through the court system because it was really the Wild West back then and um, unfortunately attracted some bad actors, yeah. Yeah, well, look, four years later, you're still going to get found out and you're still going to get caught. So 20 years is, is, a, is, a, is a nice slog. What about Craig? What have, you, what have you got for us there? Yeah, I've got another one quite similar to Blake. ICO boom, as you know, retail investors are going crazy. And NFT boom, as you know, everyone was buying pictures of apes, pictures of penguins, pictures of anything was selling out. Um, and this one NFT project called Baller Ape Club is now confirmed rug pull. And the guy who committed it is a guy called Tran in Vietnam. And he allegedly collected $2.6 million from his Baller Ape NFT Mint only to delete the website, delete the roadmap, delete the socials, launder the money through different blockchains, and the Justice Department has caught him. So he could now face up to 40 years in prison, and I'm sure that this would not be the only case of an NFT rug pull getting called out. I'm sure there was plenty. I'm pretty sure there'll be loads more. 40 years a lot for 2.6 million, but um, do they not understand that it's the blockchain? Like I know that you're saying he's kind of moved that money across multiple blockchains, but I mean, the whole point of this is that it's the blockchain. You're gonna get you're gonna get found out, but. 20 years in prison, 40 years in prison is nothing compared to this next guy that I'm going to tell you about who could face up to 115 years in prison. David Saffron, the owner of an investment site, Circle Society, faces the most serious charges. This guy is accused of falsely claiming that his trading bot would net investors' returns of 500 to 600%. He's allegedly misrepresented his own personal success, travelling with an armed security group to create false appearance of wealth. So Saffron's been charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, four counts of wire fraud, one count of conspiracy to commit commodities fraud and one count of obstruction of justice. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Hashtag wham. But 115 years of prison, I mean... How much did he collect from... from 
users from investors. I don't. I, I don't know. I should. I should look a bit deeper. But I'm assuming. I'm assuming it was a bit. I mean, who knows? But I guess that what they're saying is all those all those counts go up to 115 years. So damn, must have been a good bot. On to some short, sharp news bits to finish off the weekly news wrap. Get the Guernsey on this one, Craig. You're up first. Yeah, so Three Arrows, everyone's been tracking the Three Arrows wallet to see what they're holding and a really good tool that we've spoken about in the past to track wallets is called Nansen. So um, Nansen have released, you know, Three Arrows Capital. You can track their wallet and they allegedly hold a bunch of NFTs that are worth over $7.5 million, including one board ape, a few crypto punks, and unfortunately, they have over 100 pudgy penguins. So as a pudgy penguin holder, I'm a little bit nervous to see um, when they're going to put them for sale. But I will do my part and I will buy a penguin off them, off the weak hands of Three Arrows. Yeah, the news was shared by a bunch of NFT people on Twitter, um, June Analytics as well, which is another wallet tracking app. So let's see where these NFTs end up. No, definitely interesting. I think next up, we're going to chat about Rootstock. So Rootstock, if our listeners haven't heard of them, they have a token that goes by the ticker of RSK, uh, was planning to do basically smart contracts on top of Bitcoin or a side chain of Bitcoin, um, which would open up Bitcoin to all sorts of DeFi possibilities. It would allow users to transfer their Ether and USDC onto you know, one of these smart contracts, these side Bitcoin sidechains to then leverage the security of the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, so this is a major milestone if they can get it up. Um, this is really the holy grail of what, you know, projects have been trying to achieve for over a decade now, getting smart contracts on, on top of Bitcoin somehow. So if they've done it, I think that there's a really interesting future for the project and for Bitcoin beyond its current use case. Yeah, that's a big one. I've always kept an eye on rootstock, so that's good news. Uh, moving on, we're all big fans. Well, the three of us are big fans of famous macroeconomist and uh, crypto enthusiast Raoul Powell. His Real Vision Group is actually a great source of crypto news, so check it out via YouTube. But the man has just announced a new company, Science Magic Studio. So apparently it's a digital assets venture studio that plans to help tokenize some of the largest cultural communities in the world. Pretty ambitious from Raoul Powell, but he doesn't do things in halves, so we'll see how that goes. So another layer one platform is getting involved with mobiles. First Solana, now Polygon is partnering with tech hardware business HTC to build a HTC Desire phone. So this phone is another crypto phone that will be competing with the Solana saga and users will now be able to manage their tokens and NFTs on both Ethereum and Polygon. So this phone will offer virtual reality apps and rich metaverse experiences without a VR headset. So this is essentially Ethereum and Polygon's answer to Solana. So let's see how they go. Yeah, but I think um, Polygon, Craig, is a layer two. So Polygon's built on top of Ethereum and is, is a side chain and is a scaling solution for Ethereum. Now, that's very different to Solana because Solana is a, um, a non-EVM compatible chain, which means that smart contracts on Ethereum aren't able to be used on Solana. There you go. Always educating here on the Crypto Curious. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. Love it. Love it. Blake's news? Uh, yeah. So Meta has announced that their wallet Novi is set to come to an end. Uh, it was a pilot program and it was to support 
their project called Demi, which um, formerly known as Libra, which is a, a stable coin that they were trying to take to market, but got shot down by the industry and regulators. They didn't have much success integrating cryptocurrencies and stable coins into their ecosystem, but they did say that they were going to spend about $10 billion on crypto and the metaverse last year. So I don't know how they would have got through spending $10 billion, which is a ridiculous amount of money to spend on on building the metaverse. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see you know, what does come out of that you know, R&D and that product development. I know we've sort of, lack of a better word, taken the piss out of Facebook and building the metaverse, but my father actually bought the meta headset with the metaverse goggles and it's cool. Like my uncle's got one and they play golf together in the metaverse and they can see each other, talk to each other. And it was like, I was actually like, well, like this is sick. Like if they integrate crypto with this. So guys, I'm going to back meta here. I'm going to back I, them too. Can I say one thing too? Okay. Yep. On this, my, my nephew was staying with me a couple of nights ago. He has some, you know, I'm not into gaming, into any of this. I'm the biggest anti-meta and Facebook that there is. I put them on the other night yeah. and got into the game the boys are playing. Literally, it was like the first time I did stuff I won't mention on a podcast. I put them on and I was like, oh, I loved it. I was like, this is awesome. What was the game? Oh, God, it was some fantasy thing. It was kind of like Harry Potter, but it was just, it was awesome. I was like, this is amazing. It was so light. It was so real. I was even, oh, should I get some? I was like, the kids were loving it. But I, I really could see why it, it, the appeal. I was instantly immersed and I was, yeah, I was blown away at how realistic and how fun it was. Yeah, I was blown away. So was I. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like Dad was telling me he has a fishing game and he was in this boat with a guy from Texas and he was just chatting to him about about fishing and like they're catching fish together and talking about the fish. I was like, what is going on? And like imagine that like if he can trade his fishing rod or whatever and that becomes a whole thing. So I'm going to get some meta stock, Trace, I think. Maybe we'll do our podcast in the the metaverse. Mm, Wow, there you go. That'd be cool. The future is here. The future is here. Feel good story to end it here. So um, Cinemark teamed up with Disney to release a Marvel Studio NFT for Thor Love and Thunder. And I'm really keen to see this movie actually. So Cinemark Movie Rewards members have an exclusive chance to win one of a 1,000 NFTs in celebration of Thor's return to the big screen. Marvel have actually just partnered as well with NFT project Bross Beauties. Uh, and I think they're involved somehow with the latest announcement of the Boss Beauties, which is really big. They're actually bringing their Super Boss Beauties, which is a second collection of NFTs, to life at the moment. And full disclosure, I hold one of those. But so it's Marvel getting involved as well um, with the NFT side of things, which is which is pretty big and pretty cool. That rounds out the news for this week. And um, once again, we love hearing from our listeners and finding out what you want to know about crypto. Is there a bit of news that maybe we missed out this week? Uh, Please hit us up. Yeah. And if there's anything you want us to deep dive on, just please hit us up and um, we'd love love to hear your feedback. There you go. Blake, put it out there. If there's anything you want us to have a deeper dive on or find out about, then please email us at podcast at getbamboo.io and follow us on social media, Instagram and our Facebook community as well. 
Make sure you hit the follow button wherever you're listening to us right now so you don't miss an episode and get notified every time we release a new one. We'd also love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. We know there are a lot of people out there who are crypto curious and have a lot of downtime in this bear market. So send them our way. Uh, And don't forget to rate and review us in your podcast app. Thanks again for listening to us and we look forward to hearing from you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Cheers, guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.